are listening to Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers in conversation about women who don't give a damn if you like them. I'm Lane Fargo, and I'm here with Kristen LaFianca. Hello. And Wendy Hurd. Hello. And this week, um, you know, usually we complain about the weather for like five minutes at the top of each show, but we actually have something way better to rant about this week. Wendy, tell the people what we're going to rant about. Well, I woke up one morning to discover that an online writer's magazine called Writer Mag um, had released an article entitled Lee Child and Paul, I never know how to say his last name, Doiran, Doiran, Doiran. I have no idea, honestly. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) On strong, interesting, complex female characters. Let me just read you a couple quick lines from this article. In a genre dominated by two-dimensional sexy sirens and damsels in distress, acclaimed thriller authors are creating realistic female characters that offer way more than sex appeal. And then their faces are staring at me, and it's like two dudes, like my dad's age, and they're like these two white guys, and they're like smiling, like, let me tell you how to write women. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let us say, to, to preface this, like as a disclaimer, the headline and like tagline and everything for this article make it sound even worse than it actually is, but it's like pretty bad <laughs> on its own. It is. But the headline is very clickbaity. The headline was very clickbaity, and I would also like to uh, preface our ranting by saying that I've I've never read anything by Paul Doiron, but I actually love Lee Child's books, and I do think that for the type of book that he writes, which are very much like. Um, thrillers that our dads would like to read in addition to you know people like us uh he does write female characters that are like strong like there are never like damsels damsels in distress in lee child's books they're always like military police or fbi agents like i think that is cool yeah so one thing that i noticed all the way at the bottom of the article is it says both authors seem genuinely surprised when I ask them about their female characters. And I'm just picturing poor Lee Child, who's like, uh, wait, what am I getting interviewed for again? Like, what's happening? Because, yeah. like, I'm sure he was just like, sure, I'll be interviewed for Writer Mag. Yeah. Like, he never asked for this. And, no. and I do not blame these two gentlemen for getting written up in this way. I'm sure they are just as horrified by this as anybody else, where they're like, wait, what? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, it's not their fault. Um, but this no. is just a another really great example of men being praised and fawned over for yes. doing the bare minimum. Like, just like, oh, you wrote some women who seem like actual real people. Like, congratulations. Here's your fucking trophy. Seriously? Right. Uh, it's yeah, not, it's, it's yeah. just it's just to to act like, okay, so this this tagline in a genre dominated by two-dimensional women, like the genre itself is by no means dominated with poorly written female characters. No. And so that that very clickbaity thing, like it makes you mad before you even begin to read it. So it's like, I don't know what exactly they were trying to do. But then you get down here and it says, in the world of male-authored thrillers, there are female characters who don't hold my attention, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, that is very different. That is different than what it... <laughs> titled yes yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that its point is let's ask these male authors how they're doing it right because there are so many who are doing it wrong and i think that the author of the article must have gone in from that angle and then it kind of took a turn and ended up as something else uh, 
when it came out. Do you know what I'm saying? And we should say that the author of this article is a woman, which yeah. um, <laughs> was surprising to me. It was surprising to me. Well, she says, rather yes. than rag on the authors who only have stock characters of sex workers or helpless victims for their women, I interviewed two male authors who excel at their craft with can't put the book down thrillers and create female characters who ring true as human beings. Like, okay, I'm with you. I get that. I get that it would be helpful to other men to have examples of men who are doing it right. I get that. But again, what we have here is a, another article with shelf space given to men. You know what I mean? Get, doing the, like you said, the actual minimum, just letting women be people on the page while women are busting their asses and actually dominating a genre and reinventing the genre over and over again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's very strange that like, even though when you read through the whole thing, like this, the author of this piece does bring up m multiple times, like in here's what male thriller authors are doing. Here's what male thriller authors are doing. And like, I agree with her that what a lot of them are doing is wrong, but at no point in, in this piece, does she even reference any thrillers written by women? And it's so bizarre to not, talk about the genre as a whole to just sort of like well here we're going to only talk about thrillers written by men and of them we're going to only talk about like these ones who are doing it well and it's just like not a very accurate picture of what the genre is like no no and really like this article made me mad but it also just made me tired i'm just like yes. so tired yes <laughs> like i saw twitter blowing up about this and i was like oh my god i can't even and it like it took me a while to feel strong enough to to read through it to see what nonsense was going on now because it's just like come on it's exhausting as a woman i mean i'm barely like my book's not even out yet and i'm already exhausted by this discourse and the way that female authors are treated in the thriller space and like i can only imagine how exhausted you are Kristen, since you're <laughs> about to put out your third book um it's just so, so tired <laughs> so tired yeah it's just really frustrating it's like what do women have to do to be like taken seriously and given that same level of attention that these guys who, who like I actually have never read a, a Lee Child book um I hear he's amazing and obviously mm -hmm. his books are very popular but he does not need this publicity oh no no there are like <laughs> countless uh women who write thrillers who could have really used this publicity instead i don't understand this at all yeah it's just one more just one more way that men do the bare minimum and are praised lavishly for it and it's exhausting well and it's continuously know. centering like recentering a conversation around the male point of view and recentering mm -hmm. female characters through the male gaze and recentering the work that people are doing because I guarantee you these the I guess the thing I'm, I that really upsets me if I'm unpacking it is that the reason these male these men are writing good female characters is because of all the women who have written good female characters and showed them how it's done men don't write good female characters on their own it's because of all these women who've put the work in that good female characters are on the shelf and are a sort of now becoming a base expectation in the thriller genre you know what i mean like yeah. it wouldn't be that way it's because of women and for it to for this piece to not go into any of that is, is yes. just so odd and like i've met lee child he is a lovely human being he blurred yeah. my second book like i love reading his books and i know that like he's not going to have these two-dimensional flat boring 
uncomplicated female characters. And I, I do love that about his books that like, you know, when, when you go out and like, you know, pick up sort of a mass market paperback, you never quite know what you're going to get when you're reading a thriller or a mystery. Like it could be anything. Um, I know that Lee Child's books are not going to be like that. And I think that's amazing. But the, the way that this whole piece was written is just so odd to me. It shouldn't be amazing, though. I mean, that's the thing. Like, this should be the basic, like, bare minimum oh, standard, right? And then, like, if other if other male authors are not doing this, then they're like not up to the standard, as opposed to these men being put out as like heroes for oh, doing well, this. Right. Well, right. Of course. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying like. No, I know. Oh, he's a hero. <laughs> I'm just saying like I, <laughs> like I think in that way I agree with the author of this piece, but it's like, you know, Lee Child is like unbelievably successful and women who write thrillers are not successful to the level of Lee Child. Why? Because our books are talked about differently. They're promoted differently. They're, they get different publicity, like, you know, in the sense of this article, like which sort of went mini viral, at least on book Twitter. And like, these guys didn't need that. So it's really all part of um, the same problem. And I don't, I don't know. Now I'm just mad. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just real mad. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> well, we can move on to our actual episode topic. I feel like or we're just going to stew in our rage if we don't. <laughs> I don't know if that's like my daily life right now. I don't know mm, about you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what we're actually planning to talk about for this episode is um, books that we are excited to read this summer. So new books coming out. Um, I know mine are all by women. I don't remember what you guys are talking about, but I think, yeah, we're going to talk about some awesome, badass female authors now. Yes. So who wants to start? Uh, I can start. So one book that I am really excited for is Laura Lippman's new book, The Lady in the Lake, um, which comes out in July. And I actually just got a copy of it from my UK publisher. So I'm probably going to read it today. Um, but it comes out this summer and it's a historical novel set in 1960s Baltimore. Mm. Um, and so it's kind of the, the description of it is, um, it combines modern psychological insights with elements of classic noir about a middle-aged housewife turned aspiring reporter who pursues the murder of a forgotten young woman. So that sounds very interesting. Um, and I know that she is from the Baltimore area, so I think she has a lot of like personal knowledge of the you know the dynamics of that area so I really think that's going to be an interesting read uh and her last book Sunburn was one of my absolute favorites of last year and all of her work is really fantastic uh including her her PI series which is also set in Baltimore um but I really think that her what she's doing with the standalones is very interesting and I'm really excited to take a look at that yeah I loved Sunburn yes so so good um I am also really excited about Conviction by Denise Mina, um, which has a, a true crime podcast that sets a housewife's present life on collision course with her secret past, which like anything that talks about a true crime podcast like gets me excited. Like <laughs> I love how changing technology is like creating new ways for mysteries to take place in in fiction. I think that's really exciting and it just makes it automatically Uh, that much more relevant which is really cool there's like several books right now about like mysteries surrounding podcasts right like there's Sadie by Courtney Mm -hmm. Summers and 
Are You Sleeping by Kathleen Barber. I love yep. this trend. I'm ready yeah, for more podcast books for sure. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> it's very meta to talk on a podcast about books about podcasts. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> so maybe eventually there will be a mystery about a podcast that talks about books about podcasts. Oh, wow. That's next level. That's what I'm doing with my life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so many layers. Uh, yes. So um, then I'm also super excited about Devotion by Madeline Stevens. Have either of you guys heard about this book? No. I don't think so. So it's got a little bit of a social creature going on. It's like a, a toxic, obsessive female friendship. Sold. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Um, and it comes out, I believe it's this summer, um, but I am reading it now and it is just like electric. So I'm really excited. Uh, as our listeners probably know, Lane and I are deeply obsessed with Social Creature by Tara Isabella Burton from last year. Just so good. I'm so jealous of that book. Like that's like the best way I can describe how I feel yeah, about I it. Like feeling. I love it so much. I'm like mad about it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just it's like so we have perfect. a toxic frenemy relationship with social creature. Yeah. <laughs> Again, very meta. Yes. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. It's like I love it, but I'm like so jealous that I didn't write it. It makes me angry. Yes. But it's I so, just want to read it all the time. It's so funny how there's like there's like two types of, you know, really liking something. You're like, I love this. I'm so glad it exists. And then there's like I love this. I'm so mad that I didn't get to make this because it's so good. And I wish that I could put my name on it and I can't. And that's just life. Like That's how I feel about Social Creature. It's that good. Same. Yep. Yeah. Um, yes. And then another book I would like to talk about is The Summer of Ellen by Agnita Fries, I think is how you say her name. It's a trans. It's a work in translation. Um. I believe it was written in Danish and it is a psychological suspense novel uh, that sort of explores obsession and toxic masculinity, which Hello. I think we should <laughs> definitely be exploring. So, What's it translated from? I believe it's from Danish. Oh, okay. okay. Let me make sure that that's true. I don't want to cool. lie to anybody about. Okay. Yes. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Danish. Whew. That's a relief. <laughs> um, but she is also, uh, Agnita Fries is also the author of The Boy in the Suitcase, or the co-author, uh, which cool. was a really big book about 10 years ago, I think. Um, yeah, it looks it looks pretty great, so I'm excited about that, too. Those all sound amazing. Yes. Awesome. We're just going to be reading all summer. I'm not even going on, like, any vacations, so I have, like, beach reads, but just gonna be reading in my You're in chicago Nintendo. you got a beach right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can totally just go and uh, have a beach read up in that situation i don't know i was with sunburned lane and she like got sunburned in portland i was I, like yeah. girlfriend <laughs> this is a problem in my life yeah if i go i have to have one of those like giant sun hats and like spf 2000 um oh i gosh. got burned immediately yeah i'm the but... same way i i got a sunburn once like when it was like 50 degrees and cloudy in Columbus so what yeah <laughs> sun's Is still it? shining yep can still get you I feel can. like you can start out that fair here in LA but your skin will develop a sort of reptilian ad- adaptation <laughs> that sounds that sounds lovely it's really sexy it we look really good when we get sexy. older here 
when I come to LA finally, Wendy, we're gonna have to like hire an attractive young man to carry a parasol around for me or something because I will be Baby, like, I will a carry lobster. your parasol all day long. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Such a good friend. Thank you. Actually, I was watching the Great British Bake Off, and this girl had a really cool umbrella hat. I can find you one. <laughs> Great, thank you. You'll Only definitely. If it comes in black, if it comes in black, I'll wear it. <laughs> Do not fucking tempt me. I will make you a black umbrella hat lane. I know you will, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Wendy, do you want to talk about your books next? Okay. So the first one I'm going to talk about, it's it's a big book. So it's like, duh, of course you're looking forward to this. But this is from Kimberly Bell, and she's blurbed both of my books. And I feel like I have this weird intimacy with her, which I'm sure she does not feel a shared intimacy (laughs) with me. But it's like she's the first person to read my books in both cases. So it's a very strange thing where it's like, I feel like she knows me so well. Um, But her book, Dear Wife, comes out in um, June, I think, June 20, June 25th. And this, the weird thing I have about this book is that it's about, it's about a wife who, go, who goes on the run. And during her being on the run, you realize like there's been all this planning and maybe there's this other identity and there's all this mystery behind it. There's like a domestic violence situation. And the weird thing about this book is I was trying to figure out what to do with my third adult book. And I was sending my agent, um, different kinds of different ideas, different pitches. And I sent her an idea very similar to this, realized Kimberly Bell had already written the book and then shelved it knowing I will never do it as good as Kimberly Bell will do it. And I'm moving on to another concept because she's so good. Like you just don't, I don't even ever want to try to write a book that's similar to what she does. (laughs) So I cannot wait for this book because it's clearly something that I am excited about. Um, So yay, I can't wait. Multiple identities on the run or running from something or hunting like that whole thing awesome the next one is um we actually uh interviewed hannah mary hannah mary mckinnon here on this podcast um and she and i used to have the same editor and her books are always really interesting she has one coming out um at the end of this month actually and it's called her secret son and this is Um, I thought really interesting because it's her first time writing from a male point of view and it's about a man who's uh, who's raising the son of his now past wife and so he's like raising the stepson but then as when his wife passes it's like there turns out all these secrets that she's been keeping and he has to kind of go back and figure that out as you can tell I really like books where it's like hidden secrets I'm really into that (laughs) oh yeah well I mean you know the quote there's only one plot something is not what it seems so yeah (laughs) so that's a really good one and it's very interesting she's writing from a male point of view and the the main character is quite an interesting character he's a recovering alcoholic and there's a lot of interesting stuff in there about addiction so and another one I'm excited about is um Lane, we talked about Shannon Kirk. She writes these really beautiful, interesting, creepy, kind of family gothic thrillers. And she has a book coming out called Gretchen. And it's about, it's got this really interesting premise about a girl who's been on the run with her mom. And they have like aliases. And she doesn't know why the rules, but they can't stay in one place for long. They can't use the same name for long. I, I wish I got an arc for this. I was in the middle of drafting. Otherwise, I would have probably harassed her until she sent me one. <laughs> um, and then they meet another dad with a daughter, and they have secrets too. And 
I want to understand why her entire Instagram feed for this book is full of rotten lemons. I want to know mm. why. It's oh. something about the book. I know. It's so, ah, I'm dying it to get a it. very creepy cover, doesn't it? Yes. It's like a really cool, creepy cover. And I remember from her last book that it was like just this um, sort of claustrophobic, trapped in a family feeling that she does so well. So I'm very interested in that book. And then the last one I have to tell you about is called Next Girl to Die. Yes, um, I can't wait. It just came out. Yes, it just came out like a few days ago. Yes. Um, it's by our, our best our best goth buddy, Dee Poirier. Dee, I hope I'm saying your last name right. I always say it inside my head, and I'm sure I'm always saying it wrong. Um, Dee has this book called The Next Girl to Die. It's the first in a series, and it's a woman, P.I. So, Kristen, hello. <laughs> she's not a P.I., though. She's a, she's a cop. But, like, it's that same uh, investigative sort of storyline. And she goes back to her family's back to her hometown to investigate a, a series of missing girls of which her sister was one. And the setting of her hometown is on a creepy island, which, oh my God. And it's this very creepy New England island where um, ev- where everybody could be hiding something. And the one thing I loved about this, I remember, uh, I think Lane, I remember telling you about this, was just that like I love a good procedural and this book is so unapologetically happy in its genre like it's a procedural the author clearly loves writing in this genre she does it very well it's not overly detailed and researched to where it's heavy with procedure but it's so smart and snappy and investigative that I think readers are going to really like it and it has relational elements too in there so I think it's going to cross a lot of different readerships I think it's going to do well well, it's doing well, right? It's like number one and yes. it's on Amazon right now. I know. And I think she's in the UK too. Get it, girl. That's amazing. So she is great. Yes. Like if you don't follow her on Twitter, you should because her tweets are extremely amusing. Yes, and they are. she also has this like very intense writing process where she drafts like a book a month practically. Like she was this telling chick me about writes it once. So many books. I'm always <laughs> no. messaging her like, God damn it, stop <laughs> writing so many books. I remember um she's in like my <laughs> debut group on Facebook and everyone was like in awe, like, how do you do this? And she wrote a breakdown of how she writes so quickly basically. And it's very impressive. But I read it and I was like, oh, so you just you just write and you don't like dick around and like make excuses and like whine about writing you just you just do it oh, oh wow oh my god <laughs> i should try that <laughs> and she also has an entire like thread of her brand which is just abandoned houses that she mm-hmm. wants to show us that we can all live to, live in together which again i mean what do you and what more do you want from a twitter friend like right. amazing um like elaborate manicures and she paints she's like a renaissance woman i love her yes i'm like stop doing all the things i want to do and pretend i don't have time for but spend my time digging around thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it that's exactly it you said it <laughs> this chick has a full-time job and a kid like no excuses man yeah yeah yes. we love you d <laughs> <laughs> we do okay so that was your last one wendy that was my last one Okay, well, I will go then. Um, So I'm very excited for um, We Came Here to Forget by Andrea Dunlop, which actually comes out the same day as my book, uh, July 2nd. One of my other ones comes out on July 2nd, too. That is going to be a big day. Yeah. And then more books, awesome books coming out on July 9th, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, Will you guys be fighting? Like, will will there be some sort of like arm wrestling or something since you all come out on the same day? No, we'll just all, you know, support each other like feminists (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, I loved Andrea's last book, She Regrets Nothing, which is an amazing oh, that title. That is an amazing title. I haven't heard of it, but now I'm like, I can't believe I don't have it that in my life. That is a great title. I love it. It's like about this kind of uh, social climbing, scheming young woman um, and sort of like a gossip girl-esque like high society world. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, and obviously, yeah, that title. I'm like a little angry that I can never call any of my books. <laughs> she regrets nothing because right. I feel like it would fit most of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Andrea's new book, We Came Here to Forget, is about a former Olympic skier who uh, suffers some great personal tragedy and goes to South America and reinvents herself. And I guess it's told in alternating chapters between the protagonist past and present, which I think is really interesting. Mm. I'm excited to see how that plays out. Um, now, Andrea told me that uh, the characters in this one are more likable. Like, the, and she regrets nothing. And the main character especially is like a classic unlikable female character. So I guess in this one they're more likable. But, you know, we'll, we'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that one comes out July 2nd. Uh, next one I'm really excited about is Wilder Girls by Rory Power. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. I know. I don't know if y'all have seen. I know you two have, but like other people listening, if they've seen the cover for this book. But it yes, is beautiful. It's amazing. It's like a work of art. It's like super creepy. I don't even I could try to describe it, but I wouldn't do it justice. So you should just look it up. Um, it's incredible. Like you could not see this cover and like not immediately want to read this book. It's very alluring. Um, so Wilder Girls is about this school for girls, I think like also on a creepy island um, or some sort of creepy remote area um, that's under quarantine because of some sort of infection. And apparently this is like full of body horror. It's been compared to Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer a lot, oh which I actually like he blurbed it too. Actually, it was not like the biggest fan of Annihilation. Like I thought it created this really cool world, but then um, like it didn't, I don't know. I didn't like the payoff of that series. I guess I did read it. So, but I'm very excited to see like a female driven take on that sort of weird science-based body horror kind of grotesque fiction. So super, super excited for that. And um, it is out July 9th. Rory seems really cool too. Like I always want a Twitter friend with her and then I don't want to like be creepy and weird. So I'm just like, Hey, every once in a while, like you seem really cool. <laughs> Yeah, same. Um, she has a <laughs> she has a dog named Finn, which is also the name of my dog. And she was tweeting about him the other I didn't day. Know that you had dog matching names. We do. I really wanted to tweet at her, but again, was like like you said, afraid of being creepy. Like our dogs have the same name. Be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but I said it now, so if she listens to this, she'll know. Um, like, Hi, Rory. We like you. We like you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great author name too, right? Rory Power. So uh, it is. It is really good. I'm jealous of all these people. I don't want to be them. I know. It's, not, it's weird, though, because I can't be more than one person. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> okay. Um, so my third book that I'm really excited about is another one that comes out the same day as Temper. Um, that is Whisper Network by Chandler Baker. Have either of you heard about this book? No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Divergent answers there. Okay. So it is a feminist thriller about these four women who, I guess, get revenge on their boss. It seems like kind of a, like... Me Too inspired sort of thing, although she must have started writing it before all that uh, broke. But I am very excited for it seems like we're having this wave of the like sort of Me Too feminist revenge thrillers in 2019, yes. starting with Amy Gentry's book back in January, um, including my book in July. Like, <laughs> I'm just very excited for this trend. I'm looking forward to all of the like think pieces and listicles. And I was super excited when I saw this was coming out the same day as Temper. Um, I think everyone should go out on July 2nd and buy both of them. 
Um, okay, and then my last one is House of Salt and Sorrows by Aaron Craig, who's a friend of mine. Aaron's super cool. And this one I've actually read already. I got an arc of it. Um, it is a gothic YA retelling of the 12 Dancing Princesses fairy tale. Ooh. Yeah, it's so good. It's so, like, atmospheric. It's set in... Um, this, I guess it's an island too. We have a lot of like creepy islands in this episode. This is the creepy island episode. Um, but so like the main character, um, Anna Lee, her sisters, she had 12, she was like part of a family of 12 sisters, but now some of them have died under mysterious circumstances. Um, and it's just, it's so atmospheric the way it's described. You can like taste the salt in the air. I just, an inc- incredible world building, like a really great mystery that kept me guessing the whole way through. And I, just absolutely loved this book that comes out August 6th and I will say it's not totally a fit for this podcast because Annalie and most of the other female characters are indeed very likable uh, well that's the weird thing is that we also like likable female characters we do you know sometimes just to change it up (laughs) um okay so that comes out August 6th and then Oh, actually, you know what? I have one more that I want to talk about. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention The Stories You Tell by Kristen mm-hmm. LaBianca. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so this comes out July 9th, um, and I'm so excited to read it, Kristen. I thought about like harassing you for an arc, but you're busy, so I'll just wait and buy it like <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> But do you want to tell us a little bit about your your third book? Yes. So it's the third book in the Roxanne Weary mystery series. And uh, it begins with Roxanne getting a phone call in the middle of the night from her brother, Andrew, who she's had a really good relationship with throughout the series. And um, he has just had this really weird thing happen to him. A woman that he used to know came to his apartment in the middle of the night crying and upset and begged him to use his phone. So he let her use the phone and then something freaked her out and she fled and he didn't really know what had happened and he was kind of worried about her and wasn't sure what to do. But Andrew is sort of a a figure who lives outside of the law and he didn't want to get the police involved. So he called Roxanne to like see what he should do about it. And first Roxanne just wants to like find out if this woman got home safe and uh, it turns out she didn't and there's sort of a lot of questions about what had upset her so much and what was going on and if anyone really knew her and um, there's some elements of you know online dating apps and the way we put information out about ourselves that's not always accurate and you know good old old old-fashioned secrets of course um yeah I am really bad at describing it, I guess, but that's no, what it's that about. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait to read that. And I'm still hoping we can do an event together in Columbus this summer since our books come out so close together. Yes, we definitely should do that. Kristen, what's your release date? It's July 9th. July 9th. So you're a week apart. That's adorable. <laughs> Mine was supposed to be July 9th, and I got them to move it up to July 2nd because of... Um, thriller fest because if it was july 9th i wouldn't have been eligible for the debut class this year i don't think because that's like the day thriller fest starts i don't know i looked it all up at the time and i like bugged them into changing it so that i could be in the debut class with my friends (laughs) but also like if you're in the debut class this like a full year after the book comes out it's like who cares right yeah news by that point um, I did forget to tell you two something. Uh, I wanted to tell you that I went on to Listopia on Goodreads and created an unlikable, unlikable female characters podcast book list. Mm. So I thought it would be fun for our listeners and for us to add stuff to it if we want to. 
I love that. Well, Lane, we can't forget to talk about a certain book that comes out on July 2nd, which is your debut, Temper. Yes. Um, it's hard to believe it's like less than two months away now. So that's bizarre to me that it will be out in the world by then. <laughs> um, but so Temper is a feminist psychological thriller set in the Chicago theater scene and um, it's told in two points of view. So one of them is uh, an actress named Kira who's kind of a like hot mess, honestly. <laughs> like <laughs> She's been cast in all of these uh, like slutty girlfriend parts and she's been hoping to like have her big break at some point. She's in her 30s and kind of feels like her acting career is not going to be over. It's going to be over unless she get some sort of uh, break soon. So she's auditioning for this local Chicago theater company that I made up um, called the Indifferent Honest Theater Company. Cause I thought I wanted it to be like super pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she gets the role and is working with this director, this director named Malcolm Mercer, who's this infamous, like, there are all these rumors about him. He's, like, very controlling, demanding, kind of a method actor, just, like, a complete asshole. Um, but Kira is very headstrong, and she thinks, like, I know how to handle this guy. I can take him on. I'm going to, like, get what I want out of this situation. Um, and then things sort of uh, devolve from there for her. <laughs> and the other point of view character is Joanna, who is the executive director of the theater company, has been working with Malcolm for years and is sort of, like, all tied up in his bullshit. So over the course of the book, Kira's sort of falling under his spell and Joanna's sort of waking up um, from being manipulated by him for so many years. And yeah, there's lots of sex and drama and revenge and I had a lot of fun writing it and I hope people will enjoy it. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with sex, drama and revenge. <laughs> right. Like, there's really <laughs> no way. <laughs> you had me at sex. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that's out July 2nd, and then Kristen's book is out a week later on July 9th, so July is going to be, like, the best time to read. Like, just, you know, take the whole month off, honestly. That would <laughs> honestly, be my advice. Honestly, like, you can, you can stock up now on books that are coming out now, but just be prepared to spend all of July reading. You will thank us later. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Unlikable Female Characters. Don't forget to subscribe, and you can also follow us on Twitter at UnlikableFCPod for updates, book recommendations, and angry feminist rants. Our website is unlikablefemalecharacters.com, and we're also on Instagram at unlikablefemalecharacters. Thanks for listening.